Welcome to Church Media HQ. I'm Church Media HQ contributor Jeremy Lenentine. And as we begin this episode, I want to remind you to subscribe wherever you're watching or listening. Our podcast is available on both Apple and Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify and many other platforms. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you happen to be watching on YouTube or Facebook, take a moment to like this video, which helps the content get seen by other church leaders like yourself. Lastly, you'd be truly awesome if you could leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think. We'd love to hear your feedback. And by rating and reviewing, you're again going to help other church leaders like yourself discover this valuable content. Now let's get ready for today's conversation with myself and the creator of Church Media HQ, Luke Clayton. Let me ask you this, if you're willing to pivot. Luke, um, do you have any of uh, things of, we, we talked about organic and inorganic. So if you're having a couple of organic big days a year, let's call it four again, one for every season. But then inorganic, and we'll define that as just things that really create excitement and buzz and take off on their own without you having to push them a lot, without you having to create a flyer and a blitz campaign and really dog people to get their friends and family to come. What are some things that... Maybe you have seen, we have a couple of examples. And the last, the reason I bring this up is in the last two years, we've been willing to try things at our church that, as far as events, really focused on um, just fun events for the family, uh, things that are easy to invite people to. People like them, they talk about them, you know, they push it along or whatever. But they're things that we hadn't previously done before. And coming into the pandemic, I think it's, we've taken the opportunity to just say, like, we're willing to try something, we're willing to try a lot of different things. And, um, and some of these things that, we, that we're now doing were born out of not being able to meet together, which I think is probably the case for a lot of people listening, and that's exciting. Um, so if you know of any of those things that can catch on pretty easily, and maybe like why that happens, because you talked about Mother's Day, so starting there, um, what's, what's the inorganic big buzz behind Mother's Day at church that you like don't really see with Father's Day as much? Yeah, well, I think, first of all, I think you do have to consider time of year. So Mother's Day is on the edge of, um, uh, or I'm sorry, yeah, so it's like kind of towards the end of spring, you know, um, May, here, here, and, and you talk about four seasons. Honestly, whenever I think of church, I always think in three seasons. Um, I think in January to April, and then May to August and then September to December. And the reason I do, as you already said it earlier, it really it all comes down uh, to school. Um, it, it, you know, kids go to school uh, during January to May, or, or January to April. Well, and, and if they're college, they're getting out early May. If they're, um, if they're high school, they're getting out late May, but, and sometimes early June. But the truth is, is that that mindset already starts to change. Kind of spring break's already happened. You start to kind of, you know, check out of school. So whatever. So everybody kind of gets in that mode. Uh, and then, you know, school starts back for high schools in August. Um, and, and, and then in, for colleges in September. And so that's, I always think that because, uh, and so, like I said, May, you've got that. That's when mother's day is what's the second Sunday of May, I believe. So you're going, you know, you're kind of still got some of the spring momentum going. You're coming to the end of the, the, that spring school year season, semester, whatever you want to call it. 
And so that I think is part of it. Cause once you get to June, that is the first June and July. Those are like the, and really most of August, those are like just the dead months. You know, this for church. I mean, it's just, people are traveling, kids are out of school. People are out of their routines. That's just the way it goes. And so June, I think that's a big reason. Um, and then the other reason is, is, is pretty obvious. And that is mothers, moms are more sentimental, obviously than dads. Um, to them, there is so much more value to them having their kids in church and going to church as a family than most fathers feel. Some fathers feel the same way, but most of that sentiment's going to lie with mom. And so what you'll see, and I've seen it, I've watched it happen. I've seen, um, you know, guys that either moved away, uh, you know, move and by moved away, they moved an hour or two away, or they've just started going to church somewhere else. But on mother's day, there they are. Uh, yep. You know, they, they made the drive to come sit with mom in church and, or, or they say, you know what, I'm not going to go to church where I usually go and I'm going to come sit with mom on Mother's Day. Um, and, and, and here's the beautiful thing about Mother's Day. I think uh, we've looked up some stats. I've looked up some stats on this before. Apart from Easter and Christmas, it is the third most attended Sunday of the year. Um, it's mind blowing. Yeah, and 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 no one has to, uh, and no one has to even try. And so that's the nice thing is, and 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 you know, before we've done a podcast, I think we've done a podcast dedicated to Mother's Day before, way back in the day, and we gave some ideas of how you can make the most of your Mother's Day. But at the same time, there's a part of me that wonders. Well, you know what? Should you just kind of like let it be? Because it is, like you said, it is just so just organically there. There's nothing I have to pour into it to do any extra effort. Like Mother's Day is going to happen. There's no way that you change it. And um, so anyways, yeah, that that's kind of the beauty behind Mother's Day is you get that um, – you get that just everybody just naturally says, well, yeah, I, th- I bet mom would appreciate it if I went to church with her. And they just do it. For my- same reason that uh, Mother's Day, uh, I think, is also one of the biggest Sundays of the year for restaurants, you know, because they, uh, you know, they, hey, we're going to give mom the week off. Uh, she doesn't have to cook this weekend or whatever. Or we just want to take mom out and show her we love her. And uh, so, yeah, that, that that's that's why it's there. The power of mom, man. I mean. Mom, mom. At the end of the day, I mean, if Mama's not happy, nobody's happy. So I think it rings true with uh, Mother's Day on, at church. So it was it was at least two years ago that you released this podcast, and when you did, I listened to it, and I was like, "Man, we got to get better about our Mother's Day service." I think it was actually maybe even three years ago. Was that possible? Did you have this podcast three years I ago? I think. It, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was still the Must Increase podcast back then, um, we, uh, and so I, it wasn't this time last year. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, it was, I want to say it was, I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, but it was either 2018 or 2017, uh, when we, uh, did the episode on it. So there's so many good things about this. Okay. So I'll just, I'm going to rattle off some things real quick since it's not a podcast dedicated to mother's day, but just you're challenging about that. I went to our staff. I remember taking that and saying, guys, did you know that the third, you know, biggest church day of the year is mother's day? And of course, like everyone I've ever said that to go, no way you got to be kidding me or whatever. Cause you're right. It happened. Like a lot of churches don't even have a graphic for mother's day or they like forgot like, Oh yeah. Hey, you should invite your mom to come to church. Like that was the, the most of their promotion, but you're right. The mom's in there like calling, like you better be in church this week, you know, calling all her, yeah. her uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> children that have gone, you know, maybe they don't go to church anymore, whatever, whatever kind of thing. Um, so one of the most important things that we did, which I think is revolutionary, is like we were in here as a staff of five guys sitting around planning Mother's Day. Like, so stupid. Like, get a lady involved in, like, help. Like, yeah. hey, what do women like? You know, because, you know, Venus and Mars, we didn't understand. Yeah. So once we did that, um, it really helped, like, a lot. And so and so they would say, well, what about this or that? And I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's a great idea. I never thought of 100 years. And um, so I think it's really, really important. So basically, our rule of thumb is now is Mother's Day, we're super sentimental and sweet. Father's Day, humor and funny like that's just that's just what you, you do go. because moms that's good moms love family so if you're thinking about it like what's you know what what is the thing i already said it but what's the thing that means the most to mothers family right so what will go great on that day is recognizing you know maybe the mom that has the most amount of people in church right or or anything to draw on her family or you do pictures on that day whatever right is you'll you'll do a picture for every family together cuz that means something to moms another thing that we did which i think is really important that i would have never thought of is that we take a moment and we recognize in the service um, mothers who have children in heaven, which hmm. it blows me away. I never thought about this until the last two years, how many ladies in your church um, have had miscarriages, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, in some cases, and this is really difficult, is you know, they, maybe before they were saved, they had an abortion. And yeah. so they come to Mother's Day, and it's like maybe they have other kids, and so it's nice. But, you know, as humans, we typically think about what we have more than what, what we don't have more than what we have. So they're sitting in your service going just filled with regret for an abortion that they had. Or they're filled with sorrow for a miscarriage that they had. You know, mm -hmm. something that they lost so they can't get back. And so before we kind of just awkwardly didn't say anything about it. But now we take a moment purposefully to recognize uh, we don't make anybody stand up or whatever else, but we just have either it's a, a short poem or there's there's good videos too or whatever else. But just yeah. take a moment and recognize like we understand that there are people here hmm. that are not represented in this congregation that mean the world to you that you'll see one day. You know, I mean the great thing is as a silver lining is is that every child you know who we understand is in heaven, right? I mean, so it doesn't matter yeah. the circumstances whether it was a miscarriage or whether it was an abortion or whether they died right shortly after birth, right? We know they're in heaven. So that is one thing to highlight that's good um, because I think that just glossing over that, not saying anything about it is disrespectful and we feel wow. like sometimes we don't know what to say, but I think the worst thing you can do is just not say anything at all if that yeah. makes sense. And yeah. the other thing that we do that works so well, I don't even know why it works so well, is like the week before we just say, hey, on our Facebook group, you know, moms, uh, drop in a picture of, you know, you and, you and your kids or your family for, for Mother's Day. And then we put a, together a slideshow and show it in church. Everyone loves seeing themselves up on the screen, um, and especially mothers because mothers are self-sacrificing. They love their family above themselves mm -hmm. all the time. Um, so just that simple act of doing that, it brings people to church. They want to see themselves up there. They want to do it for mom. And it's just kind of like a sweet little part of the service that we do. But other than that, I mean, we don't. A pastor before has tried to preach mother specific sermons and sometimes he doesn't i mean there's not a whole lot of planning but you're right it goes a long ways because there's so much of an internal push by all these moms and they're like you know you better get to church this sunday so take advantage of that yeah. maybe a little bit of structure will really help you go a long ways in that inorganic day yeah well yeah that's what i say i i think um i think mother's day there's really not much it's one of those it's one of those rare days 
that you're actually probably not going to make a big outreach push because it's going to happen so naturally, like I said. Um, and yeah, I think what you, what you're talking about there is, is perfect. You just want to, you want to focus on, okay, we're just, if nothing else, we're just going to be sensitive to the fact, uh, during this service, um, we're going to be sentimental. We're going to we're going to just play a little bit more to women, uh, to the feminine side, and uh, you know I love that what you said about um, you know acknowledging the uh, the I never would have thought of that the you know the the miscarriages and the the children in heaven uh, and whatnot and and you know something along with that too you know because that is so important is to to realize is not saying something a lot of times it's like because I don't know what to say but if you could figure out a tactful way to put it another thing that I don't know I. Because I've heard some argue that, well, we don't want to do a lot for Mother's Day because there's mothers in the crowd who they've never had children, they can't have children, or they're not mothers, they're women in the crowd, that they can't have children. And so they, you know, we don't want to draw attention to that. But I think what you're talking about there is a great, it, it would be a great way to somehow incorporate that to be like, hey, we understand there's moms out there, or there's women out there who you would, you love nothing more than be a mom. And that's something that we're going to pray for you about. You know, we're going to pray that God blesses you and give you that opportunity or, or something like that. And that's, so, um, and so, yeah, I mean, a lot of, uh, a lot of good stuff there. And then one other idea that's just really from the kind of, kind of shifting gears going to the practical side of things. Um, I've heard of some, uh, and, and again, you know, Mother's Day and Father's Day both are one of those where I think Father's Day is at the third Sunday in June. Uh, I believe that's what it is or is it? Yes. The, yeah, okay. This is the third. Yeah. So it kind of, it kind of depends because you, you know, we've talked about how you don't want to have a sermon series that's too long, but I have heard of some pastors doing, basically they start a sermon series on the family in on Mother's Day and they end it on Father's Day. Um, that's, you know, I, 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 I've heard of one pastor doing that. I thought that was an interesting take, uh, on, you know, kind of a way to, um, you know, tie the two together. Um, you know, like I said, I do think you, um, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, th- I think it makes sense. Um, but again, it, it's all up to what you, how you want to do, uh, how you want to do it and what works for you. Yeah. There's, um, one of the things that we've started highlighting in, um, our mother's day services, um, like new moms, you know, that have become a mom in the last year, which is kind of neat. And one of the things that the church did for us last year, which was kind of cool, was um, we became a family through um, through adoption last year, right? So um, they weren't born to us, but they recognized us as well. And so there's there's a lot of different ways people can become a family, and there's there's yeah. anyways. So just taking time to think about that um, was was really cool because we had never done anything before for foster moms um, or you know or adopting uh, moms in our church service before, and uh, and now that we do that, you know, it just it like you said, it's very sensitive. It's heartwarming. Um, it gets everyone uh, involved. Cause there's a lot of emotions, obviously, oh, on, yeah. on both sides, just parents in general, um, but particularly a lot of emotions that moms, I know some moms that um, that it's the worst day of the year for them, right? Because they, maybe they lost an only child or they're unable yeah. to have children, as you said. Um, but I mean, for most moms, it's, it's one of the best days of the year. Um, but to be inclusive of all of that just takes a little bit of thought and creativity um, but I would encourage you just talk to moms. I know this sounds so dumb to say, but talk to moms in planning Mother's Day. Um, most yep. most of you, if not all of you, go to a church pastored by a man. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I think it's important to 
to not forget that maybe uh, a female would have a better perspective on how to plan a Mother's Day than a male would. Just saying. Yeah. No, that that and that's very true. Um, you know, get get and and I would say I would take that a step further and say get multiple uh, women involved. You know, um, don't. I mean, no offense to the pastor's wife, but don't just get the pastor's wife's perspective and move on. They're they're just one woman you know they're just you know there could be any one of varieties of of things you know a lot of times the way you the way you mom is based on how many kids you have did you have boys did you have girls you know and so uh there's all these different perspectives so yeah i think that's good and i know that's not something that we necessarily planned on on talking about for so long but i think it's good it hasn't been a while since we've uh revisited mother's day here on the podcast in fact i think this is only the second time we've really talked about it and uh if nothing else like i said it is a great day be just just be sensitive to the fact that it is Mother's Day. You don't have to do all these fancy programs and things, but be sensitive to the day that that's what it is. And if nothing else, it's a great time to uh, recognize mothers, their value, and I think focus on family in general. I think it's a, it's a great day for that. Absolutely. And look, if your church can do pictures, man, do, I can't tell you how many ladies I've had tell me, like, our, our family hasn't had a family portrait uh, you know, since this child was born and he's, you know, six. So it's just, it's crazy how many people don't have a very good picture of, of like their whole family. And some churches you're set up for it and some you're not. I get it or whatever. But um, Mother's Day is such a hidden gem. It's, it's, uh, it's really important for sure. So um, there's, a, there's a couple more inorganic days, if you don't mind, Luke, that I wanted to just toss out there of things that, that we've tried that have worked out like pretty well and I'm kind of excited about. Okay. No, throw throw them at me. I'm I'm, I'm interested to okay. hear. Okay. All right. So when the, we're doing this in a couple of weeks, so for us it's been exactly a year since we've had to shut since we shut down. Right now we've come back now, yeah. but we we shut down for twelve weeks in total. Uh, but it was like a year ago, and so coming back from that on Sunday nights, what we started doing is we were having uh, drive-in services where people had to stay in their cars, right? And they were just listening through a, a little FM radio transmitter or whatever else to the service. But it was just it was you were in one place, and we made fun. We we had fun with it. Like when people came in, we like gave them bags of popcorn and stuff, and like little coloring pages for the kids and whatever, because they're going to be in their car for a while, and if you have kids. These young, young kids, yeah. that's a nightmare. So yeah. um, there's a reason why drive-in movies went away. So um, we had a good time with it, though. So we're going to bring it back just as a tradition. Is you know One Sunday nice. night a year, we're going to do a drive-in service um, to where people can come in. Now we can get out of the cars and mingle. So we'll, you know people can bring lawn chairs or whatever else. But it's basically like we just took church out to the, to the parking lot. So we're going to do that in conjunction with having like all kinds of food there to sell, to try to get you know, kids to teen camp, kind of just make it fun. Have it an hour earlier for people to play games and to hang out and just to 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 do all kinds of stuff or whatever. But it's going to be the 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 best attended Sunday night service of our entire year for the fact that it's different. Yeah. That's just it. Is that people just want something that's different, so they crave things like that. So people have automatically been excited about that once we threw it out. And then last year we did this. We're going to bring it again this year as we did two different uh, family nights um, where. Uh, we we just changed the emphasis and we got a jump castle for that day and had like we do one in the fall and call it our fall family festival and uh, after the service we just do an earlier service and after the service I think that one was on a Sunday night or on a Wednesday night, I don't know which but um, we had a uh, we have a, uh, a a trailer and a tractor there and we do like a uh, like a 
uh, pumpkin hayride kind of thing that goes mm-hmm. around the parking yeah. lot or whatever, you know, and have some outside games and hay bales set up and cider and, you know, like s'mores and stuff like that or whatever. And people love that kind of stuff. Something to do for the kids. And that one goes really, really, really well. And then we do one in the spring as well uh, that has a little bit more of a feel, not so much of a fall feel. Um, but it just it gets people coming back to another service and easy for them to invite friends and family with for someone to try uh, extra things with. So there's a couple of, those are at least three of them. Mother's Day being a fourth one that are not days you have to work very hard for, but they carry a lot of weight and they can get promoted uh, very well inside your church family and things like that. So um, Grandparents Day is another one that we, we're going to try again this year. Basically, it's just like, hey, bring your grandparents. And um, that's the, all that we're going to do with that. Uh, I think I stole that from a church that uh, you were telling me about. Um, so just be willing to try those things because I think that sometimes we, we it's easy to focus on Easter, right? Uh, but it might not excite your people as much as it excites you. It should, but you know maybe it doesn't. So, yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one more in there that I've uh, that I've seen, and this one um, uh, I've just one that in kind of in recent years I've been like, oh yeah, that is something that you can kind of is there. It's kind of like Mother's Day. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen on a Sunday, and none, as 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 much as some people would like to to move this from a Sunday, they can't. And that's Super Bowl Sunday. So Super Bowl Sunday can kind of be an enemy of certain churches, churches that have uh, Sunday night services. And obviously there's conflicting there, but you know, I, I have seen some churches, you know, just kind of, if you can't beat them, join them type thing. And they say, Hey, you know what? We're going to just do a football themed, uh, you know, day. And, you know, they encourage people to wear jerseys and, um, you know, they, uh, they kind of, um, you know, just create this, this just environment that kind of is sports themed and football centric and whatever. And, uh, you know, it just kind of, uh, gets, gets people, you know, excited and whatever. And it's kind of, it's like there, I mean, people, you know, it is crazy thing about the Super Bowl is, you know, people that aren't even really football fans or NFL fans or sports fans in general, some reason, people, everybody seems to get into the Super Bowl. And so, uh, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, ride that wave. You've got that momentum. You know, some people are going to take it and leave it. I know some churches that some churches, again, they just say, well, you know what? They're the enemy. want to act like it's not even happening. Whatever. That's fine. But I do think that it's another one of those things that doesn't to me it's, i mean yeah it takes every all everything we're talking about takes a level of effort but it doesn't take that much effort and energy to just do a little extra on that day and kind of just have fun with it and give people you know just uh, another reason to um you know and enjoy uh enjoy church and, and and whatnot there so yeah that's another one that i've uh, i've seen out there yeah and and you're right i mean there's so, there's some people that have a lot of uh angst towards that um but the truth is, I mean, if the pandemic couldn't kill it, uh, it's not going to be killed. And uh, I mean, I think the reason that that people have so, like you said, even if you don't like sports, like everyone likes food, and that's the yeah. truth. Is I mean, this was this one in particular was one of the worst Super Bowls I've ever seen. But still, there was great food that never changed. So oh, yeah. we had people over um, for it. So yeah, you're absolutely right about that. I think it's important that. Um, that no matter what you do, probably the theme of everything that we talked about today is just intentionality, is yep, that you just yep. take some time to be intentional. Um, I am sadly blown away by how many churches 
don't really have like a schedule of events for the year. And I'm not talking about when you have to publicize, but I'm just talking about like you, maybe as a pastor or you as a staff, you don't even know what you're doing yet this year. And I, that's just, I think it's such a shame, no matter what size your church is. Um, the size of your church shouldn't dictate whether or not you're intentional and organized. It should just dictate how much you can do. So if you're a new church and you can do two big days a year, great. Then do two well-planned, exciting big days a year. That's it. That's fine. And as you grow, you know, if you need, you can add more things, you can add more things. If you can have that soccer league, do it. If you can make more of a big deal of Easter or Christmas or whatever else, do it. But at least be intentional um, about looking ahead. Um, I think a lot of people just be like, oh, you know, it's been a while since we've done something. We should do something in September. And that's a terrible way to do, to live life in in general, but especially when you have a certain number of people that are looking to you uh, as a church to say, all right, what's next in our worship of the Lord and everything. So I, I realize it can get really, really, really busy. Um, but at least if you set, we've, we set all the time in, in October, and that's probably even, not even far enough out, but in October we always set our whole list of events for the next year that I keep and I look at every week of the world to, to see what's coming up next. And not all of them are big, not all of them we tell everyone in the church about, some of them I'm not even involved in myself. I just need to make sure that, that we know it's coming and that we've planned you know, a little bit ahead for it. So if that's not you, if you're not good at being organized, pastor, you know, or whatever else, someone should be you know, looking at your calendar and helping you with that. Well, thanks again for joining us right here at Church Media HQ. Until next time, I want to remind you, as always, you know what I'm going to say. In fact, you need to be the one saying it back to me. You know what it's time for. It's time that you try something new. Why? Well, because it is so much better to fail at trying the incredible than it is to succeed at doing just the average. We'll see you next time right here on Church Media HQ.